Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Positive Girl podcast with me, Sabrina. This is the show that helps you become your best self. And today we're talking about struggling with anxiety as a mom, the causes of anxiety in motherhood, which before you decide to maybe be like, I don't know, although if you clicked on this, then you probably are interested. But even if you're not a mom, I think it would be helpful to listen to this episode if you have a mom in your life, like your mom or your partner's a mom or you have a friend that's a mom. And it could be helpful just to better understand where they could be coming from and have a better, you know, kind of way to talk with them and chat with them. So I just want to say that. But before we get into the episode, as always, I want to invite you to come say hi to me on social media. I am at Sabrina Joy Perozo on both TikTok and Instagram. And I would love, love, love to hear from you there and, you know, create that connection online and become friends. And so feel free to send me a DM on Instagram or come say hi on TikTok on a video, um, or you're welcome to send an email to realpositivegirlpodcast at gmail.com. I do want to let you know that has, it's very difficult for me to let you know this. I'm trying to push past it, my own awkwardness, as I am growing just as much as anyone else that's listening to the show or not listening to the show is growing as a person every single day. But my goal uh, this year and I've made that goal to be by the end of the quarter. So traditionally, the end of the quarter would be the end of March, is to go full time with sharing emotional and mental health knowledge and tips and advice and be able to spend my time, my full time, creating resources. Right now, I'm in the middle of creating just a journal. If you're familiar, I did create a planner journal hybrid that came out in October that I'm really proud of. And I know that people um, actually are still continuing to purchase like one here, one there. And I'm so beyond grateful and always surprised every time. I, I just, I couldn't even, I don't even know how to explain my full gratitude to you, but that's an option. But being full-time, I'd be able to create more resources and even resources that come at a lower price point because I know the journal the planner journal is a little bit more expensive um, because, you know, it's in the upper 20s. But I think that, um, you know, 20s, 30s for that actually getting it and shipping it and stuff. But I want to be able to have time to, you know, create more products. I'm creating a regular journal. I'm writing a book. I would love to create more resources like worksheets and things like that. I would also love to expand the podcast to be even better by, you know, being able to fit in um a personalized like webpage for every single episode that'll go a little bit deeper and offer you resources to download like you know like little um, graphics and things to keep on your phone or to share on social media if you wanted to things like that to spend more time going deeper into topics or certain topics that I have yet to really go deep on because I I want to spend that time actually being able to help you the best I can but that takes more time researching and finding the best way to share that knowledge with you you get it I know you get it and so I'm just here to um, ask you if you are able to or you have the desire to contribute to making the content better here on the podcast, and then also that would flow into social media and creating resources off the platforms that you would be able to purchase or, or you know, look into. And that, and I would just say that if you wanted to support me, <laughs> listen how awkward I am. I'm so awkward. Is if you wanted to uh, sponsor me or you know donate on Patreon, uh, the lowest one that I have right now is like five dollars a month, and I will be sending out uh, handwritten letters and um, just really thanking you from like the deepest depths I can from my heart, and um, being so grateful that you would be willing to participate and donate in that fashion. If you want to just donate 
just like a one-time thing, you're welcome to do buy me a coffee or cash up or whatever you prefer. A lot of this information is down in the show notes below. Um, if you don't have a desire to do that or you cannot do that, I totally understand. You can still help by like sharing the show with as many people as possible and just being like, hey, you should listen to this because as the download numbers grow, that helps me as well. Um, that's more of a long-term play, which is great. That'll still be beneficial and I still absolutely <laughs> appreciate that because it's amazing. Or um, if you want to buy a planner journal or you want to share that opportunity with someone else, that all helps. So I'm just going to cap it right there. But by you supporting me financially in that way, I am able to go full time with this a lot quicker, but also be able to provide an even a more, more deeper, a more, a, a deeper and more robust, um, podcast experience and knowledge and research and all of those amazing things that I want to give to you. Okay, so check that out if you're interested in that. If you're not, that's totally fine. Let's just roll up into the episode, which again is struggling with anxiety as a mom, the causes of anxiety in motherhood. So I had already struggled with anxiety before I became a mom. Um, So it wasn't really new to me. Like when I felt like it was starting to increase, I was like, oh, well, we're just upping our level, right? It was something I dealt with uh, because of my need to like fit in and measure up to what everyone else was doing. And it was very much like keeping up with the Joneses and that kind of thing. But when I became a mom, my anxiety did increase a considerable amount, right? And I don't think that's really shocking to anyone. And, you know, anytime that someone would share that, I don't think it's really shocking to anyone. It's like, oh, yeah, of course it did. You know, like it's, you have definitely stepped up so many steps, ranks, levels, whatever you want to call it, that I feel like when you are now responsible for this new life. And I just want to preface this by saying that I'm not saying that that isn't the same as for a father. It is, yeah, it's the same. You're like, you are taking on this new responsibility. Um, But as a mom, you know, as a person like giving birth to the child, and in most cases, unless you had a surrogate um, and, or you're adopted, doesn't matter. You still became a mom, right? And it's just a lot. It's a lot to take on emotionally, mentally, and physically, because you have to like, you're taking care of this new little life. You know, it's, it's a change. And, you know, um, for me, when anxiety creeping up a bit, it was more induced by not knowing exactly how to be the best mom I could be to this little being that joined us in the world uh, that I was and still am. Like, I just, I was so excited. I was so excited and grateful. And um, it was, it was amazing. And she's amazing. And it's great, right? And like, sorry, I just like reflected quickly back on like when, you know, being able to see her and hold her. And it was just like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing that we get one of these. So <laughs> we get to have a child. It's amazing. Because I know that not everyone has that opportunity. Um, but I had personally studied child psychology in school because I was on the pace to become a child psychologist. That was my whole goal and everything. Um but just because you like read all the books and even have time like watching and bringing up other kids, you know, and for me, I did some babysitting growing up, but I did a lot of like helping raise my own siblings underneath me just because of like family circumstances. And 
I just, I feel like I had a lot of experience, but just because of like all of those things, even if you were to take like classes on understanding how to take care of baby and stuff like that, it doesn't mean that you will know exactly what to do with your own child because your own child is definitely going to be different than, you know, any practice that you've gotten. There's going to be some basic things like, okay, like, great. You know how to put a diaper on, you know, like, you know how to change a diaper, you know how to bathe the child, right? You know how to like fix them food, you know how to, um, you know, I don't know, maybe figure out what you need to bring in a diaper bag, like all of these things. Um, and you might know like particularly like all the basics that you need to buy for the crib and for, you know, bathing and for, um, keeping them warm and clothes and all that stuff, right? So you like know these basics, but it's still going to be very tailored to your child on like what you need to do when they aren't feeling good or figuring out like what their cries sound like when they're feeling whatever way. And as that child grows up, understanding like when they're ready to start eating solid foods and when they're like at what timeline should they be walking? And if they're not walking by that timeline, is that okay for them or are they behind or is this something you need to be concerned about? And it just like continues to grow from there, right? All of these things like you're not sure exactly because despite what the averages are, what other kids are doing, it doesn't necessarily mean that applies directly to your child and that can just breed even more anxiety, right? It's just like you don't know. And some people are telling you this is normal and other people are saying it's not. And it's like you have to make that decision if you are going to feel anxious about it, if you're not. And that can be more and more difficult as time goes on if you feel like uh, everything that you are trying to do to be the best mom, it feels like you're always being told something different. You have some, you feel like you have like quote unquote like surprises in like how you should take care of your child and what you should do and what's best, what's quote unquote best, which, oh my goodness, that was like one of the things where people always be like, oh, well you should do this. And it's like, based on what? Based on like what you did in your experience, that's great. But then like someone else on the road probably did the same thing and they felt like it didn't work for them. So, you know, it's just tough. It's, it's, it's tough. We just, we don't know exactly what to do until we do it. And then once we have more kids, then, you know, it seems like it gets a little bit easier. Every kid's different, but it gets a little bit easier. I don't know that personally because I only have one kid and that's just what we decided to do. But as seeing like my sister-in-law who has multiple kids and other people in my family that have multiple kids, it just seems like, okay, once you have that first one, the second one is not as <laughs> difficult because you kind of understand what's going to happen, but still that kid's a little bit different. So for me, my pre-existing anxiety turned into something greater and a little bit harder to deal with once I became a mom because taking on the that, that responsibility of taking care of this like human <laughs> that we were entrusted with, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. And, you know, I want you to know that anxiety is a big deal for anyone that struggles with it, okay? You're like there is no categorized group of people that struggle like more or less. It's just in a, it's just all in like a different way, you know? But I think it's important to speak on those differences and how anxiety can become a struggle depending on the perspective you're coming from in that season of life. And taking a look at anxiety through the motherhood perspective can be helpful in understanding where it could be coming from, you know, how it's being like fostered and how it's still sticking around and or getting worse and how it's just like maybe continually poking at you, plaguing you. And 
just kind of bothering you a little bit, right? Or just becoming worse. And it's that's putting this extra burden on you while you're still trying to be the best parent that you can be. And, you know, I honestly can't tell you how the idea of speaking on anxiety as a mom came to be. But I remember like this weekend sitting on the couch in my living room and it just popped into my idea because I was trying to come up with ideas and spend some time like brainstorming of like, okay, what would be really good, fresh, you know, new things to do since we've kind of transitioned over into like goal setting and really analyzing like what goals we should have. We will revisit that a couple times this year just to kind of like re- like revisit the idea of like, did we choose the right goals and uh, how are those working for us and blah, blah, blah. That's fine. And so I really wanted to figure out like, okay, what can we talk about that would be so super helpful? And I feel like I don't, you know, people would say like niche down or look at very specific things that will only necessarily affect a very specific categorized group of people. But I just felt it in my heart, like, I just need to talk about this. And even if a lot of people don't necessarily end up listening to it because it's not as broad of a topic as it could be, I think it's still going to be incredibly helpful. Whether you are a mom or not, you want to be a mom, you know moms, you support moms, like whatever it is. Um, But I just started researching it. And I was just thinking about it more and more. And I realized that it could be a really great episode. So it's just great to better understand why moms struggle with anxiety and what to do to manage it. So today, we're going to kind of do like a two-part kind of situation. Today, I'm going to talk about some of the reasons moms can struggle with anxiety. And then the next episode that will come out, which will be on Friday, will be about how to manage anxiety as a mom, like from that perspective. Because, you know, some of those tips will definitely be like generalized where we can apply to all people. However, it'll be more niche down to like what a mom can do since it feels like moms have a lot going on, especially depending on if you have like multiple children and you're running around here or there and being able to fit in that time of really working to manage your anxiety so it doesn't like hold you captive and take you over and you feel like so overwhelmed by it, right? So again, today we're going to talk about like reasons why moms struggle with anxiety. So we're going to get into five possible reasons moms struggle with anxiety. But before I go into that, as as always, as always, I want to let you know that all the tips and the advice that I'm going to share here today is based on my own research and experience and the experiences of others that I'm able to share. If you feel like what I'm about to share with you is not going to align or just after you listen to it, just doesn't align with what you feel would be best to better understand why uh, a mom would be struggling with anxiety. I th- that's totally fine. I encourage you to seek a therapist or a counselor to better understand um, one-on-one what would align better with you to un- like figure out like how you got there and how that kind of like fostered in your life. And if you don't want to do that, then I encourage you to go to our best friend, Google, and search like reasons moms struggle with anxiety. And I'm sure that you'll come up with a lot of resources for you to review and decide whether or not that was the reason that you are struggling with anxiety. And so hopefully this is super helpful to you, to anyone that is listening. And that's all I'm here to do is just to help and be a really, 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 really good resource to everyone. So just kind of want to make that known. Okay. So again, let's get into it five possible reasons moms struggle 
with anxiety. So the first one I want to share is financial pressures. I did initially, when I made this list, think that I was going to put it in order of like most important to least or least to most. I did not. I just mixed them all around. And I wanted to come up with ones that I feel like would really hit home and be like, yeah, yeah, that might be me. Again, this is not a conclusive list. So the reason that you're experiencing anxiety as a mom may not be on this list. Uh, That's why it's like possible reasons. So the first one is financial pressures. You might feel so overwhelmed by the idea that you have to provide for these kids and your family and stay in a budget and be ready for, you know, rainy days and problems, issues, things, unknown surprises to come up. So maybe, you know, one of the kids breaks their arm and you're like, oh my goodness, that's going to cost money despite maybe having insurance. And if you don't, wow, that's going to cost a lot of money. And that can be like kind of a huge concern to think about, okay, well, do I have enough money? And then, or another like concern within financial pressures of having anxiety is maybe you have found out that you're having another child and maybe it was unexpected or maybe it was, but then something else in life happened where the finances have, you know, come down a little bit. You know, you're not making as much money. Your household's not bringing in as much money. And it just feels very overwhelming to think, how are you going to be able to provide for another child? And income is going down and not necessarily going up. Or even if income is just like where it is and it's it's stagnant in the place that it's in and it's not growing, that could also be a concern. And so having these financial pressures can definitely raise or like breed anxiety in a mom because you want to be able to provide as much as you can. And especially with currently, it's 2023 and January, just in case, you know, you're listening to this sometime in the future, that, you know, inflation is on the rise and it's crazy how much things cost. And so, you know, you may not have expected this to cost as much, like whatever you're trying to get for your child or like provide for them. It may not have cost this much like a year ago when you're like planning on being able to purchase this stuff, purchase like whatever it is, whether it's an activity or buy something for your child or be able to pay for them to get better at something, whatever it may be. And now it's just like, it feels like it's a million dollars. And so having those financial pressures just on your back as this burden that you may feel like you can't really do that much about can be really tough and can really push your anxiety to have a lot of stress and a lot of worry of like, are we going to make it? Are we going to be able to do like have food in the fridge or, you know, we paid for half of this activity and now we have to pay for the next half, but then all of this stuff happens. So are we out that money and still not be able to provide our child with this activity or maybe everything was going fine and then you had something stolen from you and now you're out of whatever that financial, whatever that like represented financially, whether someone like stole money from you or they broke into your home and stole many things in there. And it's just like, I feel like financial pressures can come in like so many different forms of like feeling like you don't make enough money, maybe losing your job due to a pandemic or other kind of things that have happened. Um, having another child, um, losing things in your home, losing your home, like if some sort of accident happens 
And all there's just so many different ways. And so I know that a lot of times when we talk directly about financial pressures, people will immediately think like, oh, you just don't make enough money. But a lot of times you can still make enough money to afford the lifestyle that you have with the kid or kiddos that you have. But if some like unexpected event happens that will possibly wipe all your money out right now, it can feel very overwhelming and very staggering to be like, what are we going to do? How are we going to afford this? Are we going to have to like have our whole life be on credit cards? And I know some people will be like, well, if you have savings, we'll be prepared. Sure. Absolutely. But then what if it's a case where you blow through those savings too, because something so big happens that's going to cost you so money, so much money. You know, it could even be like a health concern where maybe you don't have insurance and so you have to put a lot of money down. It's just, you don't know, right? And so I don't want anyone to judge and be like, well, they should have been prepared. Like maybe they were prepared, but there are a lot of things that happen that we can't prepare for. There's no way for us to know that it's going to happen. Or a lot of times growing up, I didn't have uh, medical insurance. And so I myself rarely ever went to the doctor. There was a time where I did end up in the emergency room when I was like 10. And I believe, I don't know how my dad paid for that. I don't. I don't. I'll never know probably. But I'm sure it was not cheap. And I don't think that we had the like state insurance or anything like that. And I would rarely go to the dentist or to the doctor or anything like that. And if I was sick, it was like, okay, well, you know, what can we afford to buy from the Walgreens, to buy from the grocery store, to buy from cars and like, you know, make you feel better. There was even a time, there was a summer, I think it was the summer of 1997, where I stepped on a nail. And did I go to the hospital? No. Mm -mm. Nope. We just like cleaned it up and did the best we could. And I think we asked someone that would know the answer on how to like keep it clean and not let it get infected. And it was fine, right? So it's just like sometimes people just can't afford uh, in like medical insurance and things like that. And this was well before there was like a penalty for you not having it, obviously. But, you know, if anyone's trying to pressure you into saying like, oh, well, you weren't prepared financially for this, maybe they were. Or maybe they couldn't afford to be. Medical insurance is very expensive. You know, it's a luxury, I feel like, in this country. In this country. I know in other countries it's it's easier for you to have it or you just have it. Because, like, based on socialism. But it, here in America, it's, like, it's expensive. And then if you don't have... And then if you do pay for insurance, but it's, like, bottom level, then it just doesn't really pay for anything. And... It's kind of a waste. I'm going to move off of that and not let that become a rant. But just in case anyone is out there and they're listening or they're not listening and they're just telling you like, oh, you should have been prepared, better prepared financially. Um, sometimes you can be, or sometimes you can't afford to be and you are, you are just as prepared as you can be based on your income. And that's all you can do. So that's definitely a reason why moms can struggle with anxiety or develop anxiety because of the financial pressures that are expected and unexpected. Right? Okay. Number two is social expectations of being a mom. Social expectations of being a mom. So obviously, let's start with the fact that we don't have to listen to what people say. Their judgments and opinions don't really mean anything to us. They don't have to. However, um, it can be really hard to ignore when people are saying 
negative things about you and um, or judging you for not being the type of mom that they expect you to be, right? And they're like, oh, well, you don't do this or that for your child, so it means that you don't care enough. Or, you know, you had your child at whatever age, so that means something. Or you only have one child, or you have too many children, or you're doing it as like a single parent, like it just sucks. So there's all these social expectations that can definitely breed anxiety because you're trying to do your best, and then there's always going to be someone that's saying you're not doing your best, and you really just need to lean into the people that are telling you that you are doing your best, right? Um, But just society holds these like super unrealistic, high expectations for bombs to be perfect, and to like have it all together. And it definitely can just directly lead to these feelings of like inadequacy and anxiety and stress and being like, you're never doing it good enough. And you feel like you're trying to break your back to give your child the best experience, the most that they could ever have. Um, but it just feels like it's a never ending it just feels like this never-ending battle for you to be the best mom and be seen and labeled as the best mom. Because if you're labeled as something that is even like a notch below that and you don't realize, you don't have enough uh, uh, self-confidence and belief in yourself that you are doing the best you can to be the best mom you can, that can be such a devastating feeling, a very heavy burden to carry around that people are saying that you're not doing as good of a job as someone else because you don't have the right family structure or you don't have enough money or time or, you know, because you have a job and you're trying to be a mom. Oh no. Or if you do stay at home with your kids, then you're not as um, informed or street smart as a mom because you just stay home with your kids. You don't really do anything. You're not giving them a better life because you're not making more money for them to do more things. Like it's just out. It's just, it's crazy. It's crazy how these social expectations of being a mom can really just like make it feel like being a mom is not as much of a gift and this amazing opportunity that it really is. And so if you feel like people are just judging you because they're so insecure about the way that they're parenting or the way that they grew up and and how their parent parented them and treated them and whatever they provided for them. I just want to encourage you to, again, lean into the support system that I hope that you have that is that will remind you that you're doing the best that you can with the resources that you have and the people that you have and, and the knowledge that you have, right? And then also continue to build your self-confidence and your self-esteem to know that we're becoming our best selves every single day. And so you're continuing to be a good mom, the best mom you can be every single day. And every day is going to look different and every day is going to have its own, um, every day is going to have its own struggles and every day is going to have its own things that are pushing back against you, that are trying to like take you down. But if we continue to not allow those things to bring us down or forget what we're doing this for, then we can we can get past this. We can rise above it and we cannot allow anxiety to become this thing that we feel shackled to, that we're drowning in. Do you know what I mean? So it's important to not allow these social expectations of being a mom, 
push us to this brink of having so much anxiety that we feel like we're just going to lose our mind and that we aren't capable of anything because we're capable of so, so much. So social expectations of being a mom, definitely a possible reason for having anxiety and struggling with anxiety because you're always like on guard of like, am I doing my best? Yes, you are doing your best. I know that you are. Number three, previous trauma and experiences. So this is kind of like where I fell, where I was already experiencing anxiety before becoming a mom, before even like the idea of motherhood pop being a possibility, you know? And it just feels like if you have anxiety that you're experiencing before becoming a mom and then you transition into that season of life, then it's just going to grow on top of the concerns that you already had. So at the top of the show, I said that I struggled with anxiety because I was always trying to keep up with whatever else was doing and worrying that I wasn't doing as good of a job as I could. And that transferred over to when I was a mom, that just transferred over into, okay, I'm not being as good of a mom as I can be. I'm not doing the most that I can, I'm not providing the way that I should. Um, is my kid, you know, hitting those milestones when she's supposed to, right? Um, is she healthy like all these other kids? Does she look as cute? in her outfits. Can we afford to buy cute outfits? So silly. I mean, cute outfits are great, but it's not necessary. And so, you know, because, you know, even for us, there was a time where there was a, there were several different times where we didn't have a ton of money and where the clothes that I actually got for our daughter were... Um, you know, super cheap clothes that you get from Walmart. And there was a time where actually we got clothes that were like donated to us because she needed clothes and babies are always growing, right? And so she still looked cute and no one really knew. And so that was good. Um, but even if they didn't know, right? It's like, maybe I would have felt, I probably, probably knowing me would have felt embarrassed, but I, I shouldn't have because at least my child was clothed in clean clothes that fit her. And she was living her best life and she would never know, right? So it's just, but you know, like for me, again, previous trauma and experiences, I had anxiety growing up. I had anxiety as a child. And I'm pretty sure that my dad had anxiety growing up too. Well, not growing up, like raising me as a parent. And, you know, and I developed anxiety and just, uh, I developed anxiety for other reasons than like trying to keep up with, up with people and doing my best. It's also because of like the way that I grew up in the family dynamics and things like that, that we don't need to go into, but it definitely just transfer, transferred over, transitioned into something even more because I wanted to, I had the anxiety of like, okay, well, I don't want my daughter to go through the hard things that I went through as a child. I want to be a better mom than my mom who struggled a lot because of her addictions and the things that she was mixed up in. And I just wanted to make sure that she was taken care of. I wanted to make sure that she was raised with a, a positive but open and honest mindset. I wanted all these things for her and it's all working out. It's great, but it's, it's difficult because it still was like fueled by a lot of anxiety and making sure that I'm on top of it when it could have been a little bit more lax and it actually probably would have afforded me <laughs> a few less like mental breakdowns, you know, um, that did happen when she was younger. And so that's definitely a possible reason why moms can experience anxiety is because you already had anxiety to start with and then you became a mom and things that 
you know, are still kind of like, you got to be on top of them, but you don't necessarily need to worry about them. You start worrying about them because you're very unsure what's going to happen or what you should be doing. And again, as like a mom of like a second or third or however many children, it probably didn't raise as much with that next child on board, but maybe it did if they ended up having um, some concern, maybe like a health concern that was new to you and something that you weren't familiar with how to care for and how to, um, you know, do every day, like, um, and you needed to like have like extra care and attention to it. And that could breed anxiety because you want to make sure that you do it correctly. Right. So yeah, just like consider that if you feel like you're dealing with anxiety as a mom and you're like, I don't know what it comes from. If you look back in your past in any past trauma or experiences, um, or you already know you struggled with anxiety before coming a mom, that's probably what it is. Just, it just came right over, decided to like hitch a wagon. You're like, I'm here. I'm here too. (laughs) Not only did you have a child, you also had a new form of anxiety. (laughs) Uh, So that's number three. Number four, work-life balance. Work-life balance. It's a classic. It is the biggest classic. Number one, this is the one that I got. Not a lot, but I I got it a few times because I did work a job and I've always worked a job. I'm trying to think, was there a time where I didn't work a job? I mean, right after I had her, I took time off, but that's just like what you do. And oh yeah, when we came back and she was about to turn two, there was a little bit of time where I didn't have a job. That's because we moved and then I did get a job. So basically I've always had a job and I've, people have come down on me and been like, oh, well, you know, you probably be able to raise a stronger, better child if you stayed home with them. Say what you will about that. If that's how you feel, that's fine. Um, I don't feel that way. I felt like we needed to provide. I wanted to be able to bring in income so that she could have uh, very robust and you know um, deep experiences and learning opportunities and be able to afford to live places that would provide the education that I wanted her to get. One of those was being able to live uh, right across the street from a school that offered uh, um, language, a language program from like the get-go from like kindergarten. And we were able to do that. And so it was, I felt like being able to work and afford to live where we did. And we lived literally across the street where like just walk her across the street to school. And she was in this immersion language program, which is the reason why now she's almost bilingual in Spanish. And so that was like the reason why it was important for me to be able to work and bring in income. And at that time, there was no way for, I didn't take any time to figure out if I could make money online. And that really wasn't a huge thing that people like people do now, right? There was no intentions of like, well, I mean, just like make videos on YouTube. Like that was not going through my mind. It was just like, I need a job so that I could pay for us to live here. I could pay for clothes and food. I could pay for fun things so that she could still be like, quote unquote, normal kid, right? Um, But work-life balance can just feel so overwhelming if you feel like your job has a lot of demands and then you being a parent has a lot of demands and a lot of responsibilities because this can also, when you feel like it's off balance where 
you feel like you have to do a lot with your kid for like whatever reason and you feel like you're getting behind on work that can cause a lot of stress and anxiety or if it's the other way around where you feel like you have to work a lot or you're being forced to work extra or you need to work extra to bring in that additional income for like whatever and you feel like you're neglecting your child or not spending as much time with them, that can feel stressful and overwhelming as well because you're just like, oh, I'm not able to do both at this like top upper echelon level that you want to do, that you desire to do. And so that can definitely like breed and cause even more anxiety because you're worried about dropping the ball on work and family and it's tough for you to find that balance. And a lot of times you find the balance by making sure that you have people that can support you, that can be by your side, that can uh, love on you and be there for you and help you out from time to time. And it's not to be family. It can even just be close friends and, and people that you can count on. And a lot of times that's where like the balance comes in. And a lot of times it also comes in having to give something up and to focus more on something else. And even for like a temporary amount of time, not forever. And that can be really difficult if you're used to having this thing in your life. Um, but you can't because it, you need to spend that other time doing this. And so just really figuring out the balance of like work and having to do all that. And it might even require like changing jobs. I've had to do that too, where it's just like doing this job that may be like your dream job and that pays really well. It's just not working out with being able to spend enough time with your child, especially if they're going through something really tough at that season of their life. And you might need to make those hard choices that will actually be really beneficial in the end. And that could afford you an opportunity to return to that thing you had to give up once things are more balanced. You know what I mean? So that could definitely be it. Work-life balance could definitely be a reason why you struggle with anxiety as a mom. And number five, the last one that I want to share is like the most classic one that I definitely experienced. Um, I don't feel like I experienced it as much though as other moms. And I'm very grateful for that. <laughs> very, very grateful. But the last one is lack of sleep. Yes, lack of sleep. I'm here telling you that anxiety can breed and foster and be the reason you can struggle with your anxiety because of lack of sleep. You know, it's like if you have a newborn or even just a young child and they do wake up frequently in the night, right? You're having that those problems with that sleep deprivation and like their sleep cycles. And maybe it's because of some sort of health concern or health issue that you're dealing with with them and that's causing them not to be able to sleep very well. That can just, uh, you know, really cause a lot of anxiety because maybe you're worried about what they're going through or how they're feeling. And so you are worried they're not sleeping well or they're not sleeping like in a safe enough position. I know that when our daughter was first born and we brought her home, that was definitely, that's a classic concern for most parents of like, okay, I need to go check on her. Is she sleeping? Is she safe? Uh, is she going to like turn over in her crib and like suffocate herself or something? Like it's just like this, you know, thing that's, despite the fact that you have all of the cameras or you have like the crib or like the little bassinet next to the bed, or you're like co-sleeping, like in the bed, it's like that, I feel like co-sleeping, <laughs> that did not last long. It, would happen if my husband uh, wasn't there for whatever reason, like if he decided to go sleep on the couch or because he had to have a big work day at work or he was like traveling, then we would co-sleep. But if my husband was in the bed, 
there was this the biggest fear of my entire life. And I, I had so much stress and anxiety over one of us rolling over on her. And it was just, it was too much. It was too much. The, the fact that we got like something on the side of the bed so that she's still next to the bed, like there, but not in the bed. So we're not going to like naturally roll over because we roll a lot in our sleep. And so that's so much anxiety. But I was definitely, I had a lack of sleep. I know a lot of parents have a lack of sleep in the beginning, but then there's also parents have a lack of sleep. Like if young kids just aren't getting used to sleeping by themselves or we're really just like not putting down these rules and these boundaries and these kids are <laughs> just trying to play us and <laughs> manipulate us into sleeping in the bed with us um, because it's more comforting to them or it feels uh, feels like not being alone or they are really codependent, you know, at that time in their lives when we're really supposed to be breeding like autonomy. This is not me giving tips. I'm just saying like naturally, you know, in raising ch- in raising children. Um, but yeah, having a lack of sleep. So again, whether it is, you know, them as a newborn or young child, um, I would even say that being a mom of an older child, you could still have lack of sleep if you are concerned with things that they're going through. And if they're going through a really hard time, that's causing like a lot of emotions and their own decision makings. Maybe you have a kid that's old enough to drive and so they're planning on coming home a little bit later than where, what you would stay up. And so you have this anxiety and lack of sleep because you're worried about them being out and you're at home and you want them to, you want to be able to fall asleep when they're already home. Those kind of things, like it's different levels again. So nothing here that I'm sharing is going to be like straightforward. Like this is the reason it's like, this is the reason. And it can come in different kind of like colors and, <laughs> and different like ways of you viewing it. So Lack of sleep, definitely a reason why you could be experiencing and struggling with anxiety as a mom. You know what? I think that I've talked long enough (laughs) about uh, some of the reasons why moms could be struggling and dealing with anxiety, but we're we're at the end of the list, so that's good. We made it to the end of the list. Um, That's all. That's all I have to share with you. So I hope that you found this really helpful. I know it's a very, again, specific topic like talking about a topic that's very specific to like one, you know, characterized group of people, but I know it's going to be helpful and my heart was just so set on it. So thank you so much for listening and, you know, listening to the podcast, listening to The Real Positive Girl with me, Sabrina, and I just hope that you will continue to listen and please share the show and I appreciate you downloading and being a loyal listener here and loving the show and saying hi to me on socials and supporting me in any way uh, that you you can and that you want to financially or just by sharing and continuing to help the show grow as much as you can. Um, so please don't forget to check the show notes below because uh, down there you can also sign up for the weekly newsletter. You can check out the planner journal hybrid that I'm selling. You can come see me on socials. You can email. You can suggest topics anonymously. You can vent anonymously. You can do so many things. So check it all out. But until next time, have a good one and I will see y'all next time. Bye everyone.